Thanks for tuning in to the All Things Melanin Podcast. Be sure to subscribe, like this week's episode, and share with a friend. Now let's get into this week's episode. Hi, I'm Shelby. And I'm Erica. And welcome to the All Things Melanin Podcast, where your certified hype women are getting you through the week. Be sure to subscribe so you'll never miss an update. Hey, girl. What's good? <laughs> What's happening? What's popping? How you feeling? <laughs> new decade, new me. No, what? New decade, same me. Um, girl, right? <laughs> new decade, who this? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm doing really good. I am happy to be back recording mm-hmm. new episodes yes um just came back from my vegas trip i told y'all about yeah on the last episode um it was really fun i had 10 days off of responsibilities and adulting and it was yes. just glorious and just nice and <laughs> i just loved being off i needed Yay. that vacation yeah you did you really did. it had been a while <laughs> what about you i had a really good time so i went back home and i was off for like two weeks and I just came back so refreshed, so refocused, yes. so laser focused, girl. My skin is glowing. <laughs> These edges is coming in. I'm just, you know, I don't know. I just feel like so good. I feel so at peace. Like, I just feel like at the beginning of the year, I hit the ground running, working on some things, spent some time with some friends. So that's always good. Your girl is Gucci. Got on my mama's nerves. <laughs> girl, why did my daddy call me? Talking about, hey. We enjoyed your stay, but next time you can cut your day, you can cut your trip short two days. First of all, so I'm gonna stay as long as I want, <laughs> girl. So it's funny because I went to Vegas with my parents. Yeah, and anybody that's ever met them know that they are like so funny, like yeah. without even trying to be funny. They yeah. just like two just funny people, and so I think you saw my Instagram where my mom got a rental car yeah and everybody that knows me knows i love a bmw right yeah that's my dream car well she got it for me because my mom is the goat she got it for me as like a surprise so the point of me telling you this is that usually anytime we go to vegas she get a minivan so <laughs> we go up to the rental car place and she's arguing with the people like i'm standing by the luggage yeah so I'm like, let me go over here and see what my mama <laughs> arguing about because all i can hear is like no i got a bmw say right here on the paper and i'm like lord my mama know we got a minivan like, <laughs> This is not, this is not okay. So I go up there. She's like, no, it says X3 right here. I was like, mom, you know, we don't be getting no uh, BMW. She's like, I did get it. It's like X3 on here. So she, the whole time she argued with me, talking about, you tried to play me in front of the people because you, I've tried to do something nice for you. So I was like, mom, that was the best Christmas gift ever. Cause everybody knows like I'm getting one of those one day. Yeah. Not, not right now, but one day. <laughs> So, but it was fun being with my parents, and then I had my best friend with me, yeah, Noel, and she had an amazing time. Yeah, like because she kept telling me she's like, I needed this because she, poor baby, she had a hard year, and yeah. I was just like, I'm glad that you yeah. were able to come with me and just like have fun, don't worry about stuff, and just yeah. live your life for the moment. Yes, y'all both needed it, so I'm glad that you both had an amazing time. <laughs> yes, now we're back to uh, regular life, girl. <laughs> I forgot how to log into my computer. Girl, my I password. forgot how to drive. <laughs> I did too. Like, not that I forgot how to drive, but you know, being in the country, it's really relaxed. Girl, I got back in the house and people started flying. Yes. I was like, you know what? I was not ready. <laughs> yes. Like I've been gone forever. I was gone for a week and a half. I know. You like forget why you work here and what you Girl, do. Like. I forgot my password. Had to reset that. Then I had to look up notes on how to do my job. Girl. And then when I got on the highway to come to go to work in the morning, everybody was fun. I was like, you know what? Well, I will say, like, my mom threatened me. She said, do not bring your work computer when you're in Vegas with us because 
I'm gonna have to tell them something about they Because I actually was gonna bring it because I'm just like I yeah. try to have everything in order before I left, but something but just stuff happened. happens. So I didn't bring it, but um I have a messaging app on my phone that we use at work. Yeah. And so on a particular day, it started blowing up. I mean like sixty five messages. And I'm like, Lord, I can't look. I can't and I looked. <laughs> and it was something that happened and I was just like, okay, let me handle this real quick. But I was just like, Erica, this is why you be burnt out is because you can't you don't know when to stop. You don't know yeah. when to tell people off tell people no or cut people off or just just let it go. They'll figure it out. The yeah, company's still gonna be there when you get back. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, well, I'm trying to be there when I get back. <laughs> so yeah. but I mean that was really the only thing. But I really did get a chance to relax. When I got home, I had the weekend to just sleep it off. Like yeah. sleep all my turn ups off and that's <laughs> yeah. it. But it was fun. That's good. Yes. So Let's get into our first segment of the episode, which is dating and relationships. So the question is, have you ever dated or been in a relationship with anyone, but the timing was off? So do you believe that timing is everything when in a relationship? Yes and yes. (laughs) Okay. Why yes? And then why yes? (laughs) Um, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but. There have been some guys that I have dated that have been really good guys and that would be amazing boyfriends. But I guess they either they just weren't for me or I wasn't ready. Because even I was thinking I was thinking about that one day. I was like, looking back, like, I probably passed up on two really good guys just because I wasn't ready or because I was worried about the wrong dude. Yeah. So, yes, mm-hmm. that has happened to me um, before. Um, once in high school and once in undergrad. And then, do I believe that timing is everything in a relationship? Yes and no. I don't. I don't think you're ever really ready to be in a relationship, but I think you know when you're when you're open and available to be in a relationship. And I think those are two different things. So I think that the timing has to be right, and that you have to be ready. Yeah, and you I have to be that. open to receive it. Um, I would say, looking back, like even though it didn't work out, and I quote passed up on some good guys, like I don't have any regrets because. Your girl learned some dating relationship stuff the hard way. I don't feel like if I hadn't learned things the hard way or, quote, passed up on a good guy, I wouldn't be able to recognize one now or I wouldn't be able to receive one now, if that makes sense. I definitely think that timing matters, but I also think that you you could meet the right person at the wrong time and still the wrong person. That's sure, I because I, yeah. it, I believe that like the person that you meet is at that moment is supposed to teach you something for that moment in your life. So you could be like, "Oh yeah, I met my husband, but I wasn't ready." Well, that wasn't your, your husband. husband, yeah, or not at that time, yeah. So I think that if you really believe, like both of us believe that, like God is in control of your timing, and, yeah, and you're on His schedule, then it's like things don't happen off timing. You know yeah. what I mean? So I think um, also I do believe that timing in a relationship is. Um, everything because sometimes people will, for example, rush into getting married. Well, that wouldn't you shouldn't yeah. have got married at that time, yeah, or you shouldn't have made that decision at that time, yeah. Um, but it's hard, you don't know what you don't know, yeah. And then sometimes you're just not ready. So, yeah. for example, I'll give you my college story. So, I was a freshman in college and I had just got out of a on again, off again, three or four year relationship with my high school sweetheart. So, your girl was ready to wild out. Um, <laughs> I ain't even gonna lie, like, if you know me, if you knew me in college. Let me tell you, your girl could turn all the way up. So anyway, uh, I was talking to this guy. I was just kind of like, oh, okay, she'll be like, you need to date. You need to multi-date. You need to get out. You need to see what you like. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. 
So long story short, there was this guy that was really cool with my cousin that went to school with her. And he wanted to talk to me and date me and different things like that. So if my cousin was three years older than me, he was probably four years older than me. So if I'm 18 or 19, if I'm 18, he's probably 22. And so he already had a job, graduated and different things like that. He was like super, super nice, super smart, intelligent, all that different things. But like looking back, I just realized like I wasn't ready for him. Like he did everything right. Like I even remember like before I left to go home my freshman year, like he had just worked like a graveyard shift. He got off, came to pick me up because my mama didn't let me take my car to college my first year. <laughs> got off a graveyard shift, drove to UTA, picked me up, took me on a date, was exhausted. We went to the movies. He did fall asleep in the movie, but <laughs> paid for it. When I eat, dropped me off, was a real gentleman, different things like that, and still like kept up with me during the summer, talked to me and all those different things. But because I wasn't ready and I wasn't there and I couldn't, you know, recognize what he was trying to do. Yeah. He was still a good guy, but he wasn't my guy because I wasn't ready. Mm -hmm. But if I feel like if I had dated him, like, and we had been boyfriend, girlfriend and different things like that, like I wouldn't have really appreciated him. Like whoever I'm going to end with, like I'm going to appreciate them now. You know what I mean? That's true. Girl, he went on and got him a nurse and I was like, you better. (laughs) Well, that's what I mean. Like everybody's supposed to teach you something. So I don't really feel like if the timing is off, like, oh, that was, should have been my husband. Like, no, it should have been. And for me, I can also look at it from like a timeline perspective. Like if you, um, end a relationship with somebody and then you're like, man, that actually should have been who I should have been with. But no, you're supposed to learn from that. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that you were supposed to be with that person. Or, yeah. oh, I was supposed to be married by then yeah. to that person. But no, you weren't. What is this per- person supposed yeah. to teach you? So like I said in the beginning, I just feel like timing, um, is if everything. you meet the right person at the wrong okay. time, it's the wrong person Yeah. Um, for you. And yeah. I think that for me, I want to be in a relationship where not only can he grow with me in who I am now in my thirties, but can you still be that person for me in my forties, in my fifties, yeah. in yeah. my sixties, yeah. not just at the moment type of person. And I think a lot of us just settle for that at the moment type of person. And we're not looking like down the, down the road, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I think that timing, you can't really judge timing. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard to be like, well, are you going to be down for me? Like, what's yeah. that song by 50 Cent where he was like, he's still going to ride with me or something? I don't know. I can't when think I'm of on a bus or something like that. It's like, sir, Sorry. I don't know. Uh-uh. We're past that right now. <laughs> but, <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's just, yeah. you, you have to, it's hard to judge the timing, though. Because I don't really know. 21 questions. Sorry. <laughs> there it is. But I don't even know how you know that you're not ready or how you know that you are ready because i've been in situations where i'm like yeah i'm ready and then girl no you wasn't i feel like you know when you're not ready because Mm -hmm. there was a period in my life for like really three to four years that a lot of people when i tell them that like they don't believe me but there was a period that i just knew that i just would not be a good mate because i was mentally and emotionally broken. I didn't have myself together. I did it. Not that I didn't have myself together, but I hadn't dealt with like a lot of past relationship yeah. hurt. Mm-hmm. So I had to take, so I used school as an excuse. And then when school, when I got done with my grad degree, I was like, okay, Shelby, like now you got to deal with this stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I feel like, you know, when you're not ready. Like I knew deep down, like, cause even sometimes when I would try to talk to somebody, I just wouldn't be in it. I wouldn't care. Like, anything, you could do a little thing. Oh, okay, I'm done. I'm like, Shelby, you can't do that. You can't have no man, you know, doing that. So I know, I feel like you know when you're not ready. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, I don't think you're ever ready, but I feel like you know when you're open to receive love. Yes. And I finally, it took me a long time, but I finally got to this point where 
I was open to receive love. That's the first thing. And the second thing is God started allowing me. God started letting people show interest in me, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And God started opening doors for me to date and to talk to people. Because there was one point when I thought I was ready, but nothing was shaking. I was like, I know Mm -hmm. I'm not ugly. I know I'm not dumb. I know I'm not stupid. Like, I'm I'm, I'm bomb. So why aren't people talking to me? Right. But, like, God didn't, I feel like God didn't open the door for me to date until he, until I was really, really ready. Yeah. If that makes sense. I totally can relate to that. Because I remember talking to you and our friend Chanel, what's up, girl? Um, about how I thought that I was ready to date yeah. again or start over again. And I was like, Erica, if a man walks in your life right now, he ain't got no room in your life. Because yeah, I still was harboring, like, my last relationship. And so from everything from, like, I still had pictures of us in my phone and yeah. videos. Y'all, I got, like, 8,000 photos and videos period in my phone and most of them were him and me and I was like Erica like you acting as if this man gonna walk back in your life and this boom you just gonna you know start from where you left off and I was like that's not how it's gonna work so once I realized that I was like Erica you're not emotionally ready to give yourself to anybody and that's a big thing it's a huge thing because I still had like memorabilia and everything like all over everywhere and I was like if a dude came in here he'd be like um you cheating on me (laughs) because it's like you know it's like I didn't realize that until God like literally revealed it to me he's like you're not making any room for me to bring anybody yeah in your life and so you need to make room technically you need to make room in your heart and so one of the things that I did before the year in uh, 2019 ended was got rid of all that out of my phone got rid of the memorabilia I had that's big I put away the gifts and everything because I mean I had everything that he gave me and I got rid of it and it was very therapeutic but I cried when I did it oh yeah and I was like we haven't been together in years like why am I but that was like five or six years of your life it was y'all and then it just ended I didn't want it to end but it ended and so that like was a really big thing for me but I'm like God I'm showing you I'm trying to move on yeah. Like, I'm trying, like, emotionally. Well, I'm proud of you, friend. That's a big <laughs> and thing. And I was like, why well, I'm crying? Because I'm, like, getting rid of this, like, sock that he gave me or whatever it is. Yeah. Or the pictures. Like, the pictures, I still have pictures of, like, my old friends that I'm not friends with anymore. And I even got rid of, like, some of that stuff. Like, I was like, just get it out of your, yeah. like, you're literally carrying it around in your phone. So what yeah. do you think you're carrying in your heart? Right. Hey, that's so, the word. I don't know if y'all thought that, but I don't know. That's, that's true because you can't you can't receive anything if you don't release what's holding you back exactly. or release what's holding you down. And I think that a lot of people don't even realize that they're carrying around relationship hurt or old memories or what they ex man or woman yes. used to do and different things like that. Because when you start talking to somebody else, like I don't want to hear about your ex. No, I don't care. Exactly. And you don't ever want to get in a position where you have your new man and you start comparing him to your old man. Please don't. And then don't let anybody tell you when's the right time yes. to get rid of the yeah, material. That's a stuff. personal now, thing. Now, y'all, when I say get rid of, like, I just moved it to something that's off my phone. Like, I yes. still have all the old pictures of my friends. I'm not friends. Like, it's just memories. Yeah. But it's not technically right here on my phone every day. So, but don't let anybody tell you, girl, I would have got rid of that, like, <laughs> Five years ago, like, and no. they'll probably be miserable. Yes. Get your own life. I still got the same jeans I wore in like middle school. Like, I'm Honestly. not gonna like. I'm just that person. I keep everything, yeah. and so I was just really proud of myself that I was like, you know what? You need to actually make the move to yeah. like make room if you really want to meet the yeah. person for you. I think that's so true. Yeah. Do you? Okay, this is a random question. Do you ever feel like when you've dated somebody that you quote? I don't know if this is the right... Okay, so let me just say it and see if it comes out right and you get what I'm trying to say. 
Have you ever felt like you dated somebody and it didn't work out, but then they dated someone after you and like it's like you prepped them or girl all the time, all the time, and you prepared them for their mate? Yes, I'm the cleanup woman, Um, girl. (laughs) I feel like that sometimes too. I hate that. Like, no, that that goes right into what we're talking about is the timing because first of all, except my last ex, the last like two or three of them had got married after me. And I'm over here looking like, you know, what I'm going to do on Valentine's Day. Uh, So it's like, I always feel like that. Because I'm like, the same thing I asked you to do, Yeah, you ain't do it for me. But you're probably willingly doing it for for them. Yeah. Yeah, I've definitely, like, felt that way before. Because, like like I said, like, I'm an all-in or nothing type of person. So I really do give it my all. And so, like, sometimes, like, you know, you try not to. But you look back and you be like, really? Yeah. Really, I would yes. have to be on your neck. Yeah, and I'm about to be petty too. Um, <laughs> forgive me, Jesus. Not only do they get somebody after you, but they don't be as bad as you are. Now that you can have, <laughs> you can have because you could have had a bad one. But they're probably great in other areas. But you know, you gotta make up for it some way. Erica, why are you laughing? I'm not even gonna ask you what areas you were referring to. Use your mind. Use your imagination. No, I'm not. I'm not. That is really petty. But y'all know it's true. Like if you ever had a man that like. Oh my gosh! Let me tell y'all. Okay, so <clears throat> my high school chart. Sweetheart tried to play me, y'all, and he just didn't know. I'm like the calmest person, but if you know my daddy, my daddy would turn up on a thousand, <laughs> and he made me so upset that I turned up on two thousand. <laughs> so anyway, after that. But he would be so petty because he would try to, like, keep talking to me and dip back in my life. So, his little girlfriend that he had had the audacity to message me, first of all. Yeah. Sis was not that cute. (laughs) And I was like, ma'am, you need to. So, basically, I was feeling so petty that day. I had time. I was like, first of all, before you. I was like, first of all, you didn't. I was like, this is not a correctly conjugated sentence. So, I can't take (laughs) you seriously. That's the first thing. The second thing is, why Ooh. you sliding my... And then I took a picture of the DM and the text messages that he sent me, and I sent them to her. And I was like, before you come in my DMs, please check your man. Because yes. he is lying. I had time. That's another thing. Why you come after, wom- after the woman? Go after your man. He's the one who has a commitment to you, not me. Right? <laughs> I definitely agree, because I would be on my man's neck about it. Yes. And so, I mean, that's petty, but it's true. Like, it I is. feel like they always... the. They don't upgrade. Like, where's your upgrade? Like, sir, baby. You could have had a bad one, but you could have, should have, and would have, but you didn't. But you was tripping. (laughs) And one thing I have learned is that, like, I was talking to my cousin Chanel one day, and she was like, you know, at the end of the day, um, a good woman is a good woman. Like, a man know when a woman is good. And I kid you not, everybody that I have ever talked to or ever dealt with or ever dated and been a boyfriend-girlfriend relationship has literally tried to come back. Yes. And here's the thing about me. I will give it my all, but when I say I'm through. Done, son. I am done, son. There's (laughs) no going back. There's no... There's no texting me. There's no sliding in my DMs. There's no taking me out. No. Like, my... my, um, Fortune cookie yesterday talking about that I was going to run into an old friend. I was like, oh, I'd rather not because I have nothing to say to that person. And it's like you get those Facebook requests. Sir. Like I literally got one maybe like a month ago and he's one of the ones that's married now. Like why are you trying to like, first of all, I don't even get on Facebook like that unless yeah. it's about our blog. And so you're not going to find anything off Facebook for me except from like 2006. Um, <laughs> so I'm like, I don't understand why you want to be Facebook friends. Like we didn't. I don't want to be And I'm friend. not friends with any of my exes. Like, I, first of all, all of them kind of indie, kind of like, eh, I don't want to be your friend. We're not cool like that. Yeah. But even if we were cool, like, why are you trying to add me on 
social media so you can keep up with what I'm doing. I'm still fine. I mean, ain't nothing changed. So. I'm still fine. <laughs> I'm still prospering. I'm still, I'm still out here living my life. And you still a dummy. Yeah. For letting me go. Yes. Please. And but for I, not acting right. But I'd be so confused. I'm like, that's what you that's what you want. But you know, um, like looking back, like now, like I see that anybody that I dated in the past or that I was in a relationship with, like, I don't think they wouldn't they would not have suited the purpose that I have for my life. And they would not have fit into that purpose. Like even for me in dating, like because, you know, we're working on our blog and we're professionals and I'm working on personal things, like I don't know about you, but I've really been praying about what type of person that I'm going to be with because I feel like whoever I'm with, they're going to have to be a special type of person to understand the hustle and the and the, and the ambition and the work that I'm putting in right now. Yes. You know what I mean? And I don't mm-hmm. think a lot of <clears throat> regular men are going to get that. Not regular. Yeah, regular. Reg- okay, <laughs> sorry. I don't think a lot of, I don't think most men are going to understand my work ethic and my ambition and what I'm trying to do and trying to build. I think it's going to take a special type of man to really understand me and support me, but also know that my success shouldn't dim his light and it shouldn't make him feel any type of way. Exactly. And I think that's, not that that's my problem, but that's what, that's what I'm seeking. Yeah, because it's serious. Like when you get into a relationship, you just like when you get into a friendship, you start acting like who you're hanging around. So how do you think you're going to act when you're in a relationship? I remember picking up the same mannerisms my boyfriend had at the time and we saying the same things and we start to think alike. And yeah. it's just like, it's cute, but it's like, what are you thinking about? And what are you like? Yeah. Your ambitions like. I even have some friends that they start talking like they're dude. I'm like, you ain't never say that when we was kicking it together. We was right. single. Like, so, I mean, that is true. Like, that person will rub off and you rub off on him. So, it's like, you, people, but people don't even think that deep into it. And I think yeah. you should. I've, I, you know what? I've been very, I've been thinking very deep into it, especially since I've been dating um, and getting to know people and different things like that. And so, I've really, I always say, I, I saw this quote and it was like, I let you do what you want to do so I can see what you'd rather do. And so I'm really taking this approach in dating, like being myself and talking and different things like that. But I really just, like I, like I like to learn, so I like to study people. And I just try, and I really just be analyzing people and just analyzing like, okay, like this is what he'd rather do. This is what he does and different things like that because I don't want you to be anybody but yourself. First of all, because I need to know when, no matter what, I need to know you my person. Exactly. No matter what. When shit hits the fan, if we ain't got shit and we got to build this up again. Yes. If it's just us against the world. I need to know yes. that you're my person, that you have my back, and that rain, snow, shine, it doesn't matter. That brings me another that question. That we're going to build this bitch up. So I got another question for you. We going okay. along on this one. Um, But y'all knew that. Um, So with you saying that, is he going to be your person from, you know, rain, sleet, and snow, do you believe personally that love is unconditional or do you believe that love has conditions or is conditional? I think we all want an unconditional love, but I think that love does have conditions. And why do you think that? I just think because I guess for me, like there are so many different, if this, okay, I hope this makes sense. There are so many different seasons in your life. And the person that you meet on day one is not the person that you're going to get year two, year three, year four, year right. 10, year 15. So that person is going to change and evolve. And there are going to be things that that person does and says and goes through or puts out in the universe that you're not going to like. And I don't think you're going to love all those things. 
Mm-hmm. You know, there are going to be, there have been times I've talked to married couples when they said they didn't even like their spouse for a year or two. Mm-hmm. You know, they loved them, but they didn't, you know, like them or like some of the things they did. And so I think it has conditions. I think, um, I think there's a very fine line because for me, I can only speak from my experience. Yeah. I feel like love is unconditional, but I think love is not enough. And I oh, think I definitely that's agree where that. the conditions come in. Because I'm not saying that, like, I, first of all, I am I feel like my love, when I actually really love you and not just like, oh, girl, I love him. Oh, I'm dumb No, love. when I really, really love you and it's pure, like, it doesn't matter. I'm still going to always have love for you. So even if you break up, you go on with your life. Yeah. If I still have love for you, that love never goes away. Not yeah. to say you're still in love. I agree But that. you still love with them. And especially what I've been through in my past, it's like this person made a huge mistake and I still have love for him. I'm not going to say, oh, well, no, bye. Like I never looked like there was the the condition is that love is not enough. And that was my first time I realized that love really ain't enough. And that means it's kind of like when people say like love don't pay the bills. It don't like boo. I love you. But why these lights off? Yeah. Where the food at? That's true. Why these bills ain't paid? I definitely agree with that because I would say I've only been in love once. And the person that I was in love with was, um, my high school sweetheart and like it was on again off again and when it was good it was good and mm-hmm. if it wasn't good it wasn't great mm-hmm. but what I will say is that like I loved him to the best of my ability but even when we were coming to the end of our relationship I could tell that we really loved each other like it was even to the point so he was a year older than me so when I can't when I moved to a lot of people don't know this but when I moved to UTA and I moved to Arlington he moved to Dallas too Mm-hmm. Because he was trying to talk to me and to get back with me and different things like that. Mm-hmm. But even though we <clears> loved <throat> each other, it yeah. wasn't enough to keep us together. Exactly. Like, he, I feel like at the time, like, I feel like I know, I, like, looking back now, I know why I was in his life. You know what I mean? Yeah. And now I know why I was in his life, but it just wasn't enough. Yeah. Because if love was enough, then we would be together. Exactly. And I think that's where how I love is like I love somebody how I want to be loved. Oh, for sure. So if I'm loving you despite what you have done in your past or what you have done to me, if I truly, truly love you, like that's not going to go away. And and I think that doesn't mean we have to be together. Yeah. Like you just said, like it just wasn't enough to maintain the relationship. So I, I do think love is unconditional because if you think about it, if you believe that God is love, Okay, then he's not loving you based on your conditions. Like, he's loving you unconditionally. And I feel like if you're a believer, you're supposed to love people with the love of Christ, right? So I just feel like that's how you're supposed to love people. And I just think love is unconditional or should be unconditional. Yeah. But it ain't enough in relationships. Yeah. Even in friendships. No, it's not. Like, girl, I love you, but you doing too much and I can't. And you on my nerves and I I don't want to be cool with you no more like that. Like, (laughs) I, I got love for you. Bye. Like, that's it. Yeah. So, yeah, that's. That's deep. Like we went deep on this one today. You went deep on this one. <laughs> I was just, I, I was just, just hyping it. you up. I just felt it in my soul. Okay, Ooh. little baby Pastor Shelby, you taking over today? <laughs> you taking over the congregation today? <laughs> you know what? Pass around the offering plate. <laughs> Give me your tithes and offerings. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so moving on to our next segment is called the journey. So this is when we discuss how our journey of building all things melanin, our brand is going. So we want to talk about our big goals ahead. So with so many big goals ahead, how do we decide which goals to focus on without losing sight of the other goals that we have written down? 
Because you and I, we really do have a lot of goals for all things melanin. Yeah. So, like, how do we decide, like, okay, we're going to focus on these? Because, honestly, you can't focus on all of them at once. Yeah. I think what worked for us, and correct me if I say this incorrectly. So, in December, we had a meeting. And one of the questions that I asked Erica, I said, Erica, like, what is the one thing? I was like, obviously, you know, we're going to work on different things. I was like, but what is the one thing that you want to push? Right. Like, she gave her opinion. I gave my opinion. Then I said, Erica, what's the second thing that you want to push? And we got all our ideas and different things like that down on paper. We wrote them down. We typed them up. From the ideas that she said and I said, we narrowed those ideas down to what we both had in common. From what we both had in common, we picked two of those to really push. And we picked two of those that we agreed on. Yeah. And that we said, you know what, 2020, we're focusing on this and we're going hard on this. We're still going to work on the other things and we're still going to put out content for this too. But these are the two things that we are going to push and i think for us that what helps us is that we get all of our ideas out whether we agree with them whether we like them whether they're in position or in alignment and then from those ideas once we both have everything out in the air out in the air and making sure that we're both heard then we narrow them down yes that's ex- i agree with that 100 percent. i also think when you have so many goals or so many big goals, it's important to, like, prioritize your goals. Yeah. And like you said, figure out what you want to focus on. And, like, because when you're building something, I've learned that you have to grow as you're building. And so sometimes yeah. what you intended to be your goal is not really your goal the next year. Yeah. Or not really going to work the next year. Because, um, we like she said, we decided to push our podcast. That was one of the things, and that's what we're doing. But we didn't start off with a podcast. We didn't build this thing with a podcast. We built it off blogs and blogs. But we slowed down on that because we knew we wanted to push this. Yeah. And we have a goal where we want to bring this and moving forward. So I think when you do have goals, whether it's personal goals, business goals, you need to prioritize them. Yeah. And figure out what's most important, what what's realistic also. Like, yeah. goal, you can have big goals, but, like, be realistic as far as the plan to execute. Because I can write down the biggest goal, but if I don't have a plan to execute it, uh, what I'm doing. Um, You're correct. Ain't, ain't, no, ain't no goals. <laughs> ain't no winning. Um, yeah. So also I think that like it's hard to not get overwhelmed with the amount of goals that you have. Yeah. Because we have some big goals. Yeah. I think one thing that we're both going to have to work on and that I was going to talk to you about anyway (laughs) is that we both have to learn to rest and to take a break. Yes. Because I think we (laughs) both just personally, not even with our brand, but so personally, we just go so hard in the paint just in general Mm -hmm. that sometimes we wear ourselves up. Like I know at the end of the year, I was worn out mentally and emotionally. Yes. You know what I mean? (laughs) So I think it's really important that when you're pushing these goals, like schedule in time to rest, to reset, to refocus and to take a nap or to drink some wine or to hang with your friends. Because one thing that I've learned is that I can't be the best version of myself and pour into our brands if I don't take care of myself first. Because if I don't take care of myself, then anything that I put out is trash. Exactly. And I think my personal issue with that is that I'm, I'm a dedicated person to where I'm dedicated to my job. I'm dedicated to my friendships. I'm dedicated to whatever it is I'm doing. But at the same time, if I feel like I don't, I'm not doing enough, I always feel like I'm not doing enough. And I'm like, Erica, you're doing to your capacity. Like, if you try to push yourself even harder, that's how you end up just, yeah. you can't do nothing else. Yeah. And so I think that's my thing. Like, yes, I prioritize what we're supposed to be doing, but how do you know when to just, like you said, rest? And like, girl, you can't push yourself no more. That goal is going to be yeah. there, like. You need to refocus and reset. I think for me, there are two ways. A, I don't have peace. 
Yeah, that's and true. And B, my body shuts down. That's facts. And then the third thing, <laughs> I already know. Yeah. Like, I have worked myself to the to the limit of being sick. I have yeah. worked myself to the limit of I'm sitting up doing homework or working on something, and I've literally fallen asleep sitting up with the light on. Yeah. And I've slept for 12 or 13 hours. Mm-hmm. So I know when I'm tired. And then, like, I can't focus. Like, yes. I, like my mind like my mind is like a squirrel already. You can ask Erica. Sometimes I'll be talking, and she'll be like, now what? Like, what are we talking about? We what are we talking about? about? <laughs> Like, my mind is already like a squirrel, but I know when I can't think of ideas or I'm not creative yeah. or my mind is just exhausted, but I just woke up, mm-hmm. I know I need to chill. Yeah. Like, towards the end of the year, it got so bad, y'all, to where I physically could not get out the bed. I wasn't sick. I was just mentally drained to where I literally had to, like, take a day. Yeah. And that's okay if you need to take a day. But if you are a workaholic like Shelby and I are, you feel kind of guilty sometimes when you're taking a day. You feel like you're not achieving something. You're not being progressive. But sometimes in order to be progressive, you have to take a day. You You have to take a nap sometimes. To be productive, you have to, like, just chill out. Yeah, I agree. Because being burnt out, you really ain't going to get nothing done. It's it's really not. Um, So (laughs) that is our journey so far. And we're going to keep it pushing. But not too hard. But hard, but not too hard. Uh, okay. <laughs> so let's move on to our mentor moment segment. So this is when we are reading a listener letter that was mm-hmm. submitted to us, and then we're going to give our advice on it. So it says, hi, Shelby and Erica. Um, I have always had lots of friends, but I'm now realizing that some of them are flaky and don't give me the same energy that I give them. I'm starting to wonder if keeping my circle small is better for me. I have known many of them for several years and some for a short period of time. Some of those newer friends have been there for me in times I expected the older friendships to be there. How do I know which friends are really down for me versus which friends are only here for the ride? What are your views on recognizing real versus fake friendships? Hey, put me in coach. Okay, uh, Shelby, you'll go. (laughs) Okay, so I would say this, like, in the last three to four years, I have really been, I guess, dealing with the whole friendship dynamic. Mm. And I think a lot of people equate knowing somebody for a longer period of time. Yes. To being the realest person on their team. I was and one to of being, and to And to having someone that's down to ride forever. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you right now, yes. those are false facts. Yeah. And, like, I'll just even use myself, for example. Like, I just remember, like, there, I'm only, I'm only friends, like, really good friends with one person that I went to high school with. Like, best friends. That's it. One person out of all the people that I was talking to. Mm-hmm. And I used to think that just because you rode with me in high school, you rode with me in junior high, and we grew up together, that you were always going to be on my team and you were always going to be my friend. But the reality is we grow up and you realize you only hung out with people because y'all were in sports together or yes. you saw each other a lot. You only hung out with each other because you were boy crazy. You only hung out with each other because there's nothing else to do in the country, okay? <laughs> yeah. And so once I got out of that and I got – to Dallas and I went to college and I got around different people and you know I went to work in different things like that I started to change as a person and, and an individual and, and as an individual I can't talk today <laughs> and I started to evolve and to come into who I was and a lot of times a lot of people didn't evolve at the rate I did a lot of people didn't think and grind in the rate that I did and a lot of people just didn't fit in my life like I remember even just saying this I'll say this when Erica came into my life as my friend 
I prayed for a friend like Erica. I didn't know it at the time, but I literally needed a friend like Erica, if that makes sense. Girl. Don't get a big You're going to make a real thug cry. Don't get a big <laughs> But no, but seriously, like I did need a friend like Erica. And I would say me and Erica have been friends for like five, four, five, four or five years. And Erica is one of the realest friends that I got. Like I know that if I call Erica, even it don't matter what time, she may be upset with me that I called. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> but I know, but I know if I really need Erica, she's gonna pull up. I know that Thanks. if I really need Erica, she's gonna give me the advice that I need. I know that she's gonna be there for whatever. And I say that to say that I've probably known Erica the shorter, the shortest amount of time out of all of my friends. But she's one of the realest friends that I have. She's one of the friendships that I really, really do value. If Erica get mad at me, she's just gonna have to go on the couch that and get is over so it. Nice, you and then what? we just gonna have to make up. Like even when me and Erica had like a disagreement, like I just remember praying like. We had to get over this because she's my friend. Like, she's one of the realest people that I have. And I think when you have people like that, you have to invest in that. So I say that to say, like, it doesn't matter how long you've known a person. It matters about what their character is. It matters. Is that person, like, a well-rounded person? Like, me and Erica, like, I feel like our friendship is very multifaceted. I feel like we can go turn up at the club in a section, pop bottles. Yes. But we can also sit down and write a business plan and start a business. Yes, say that. So... I think that if you, like, I feel like you know when your friendships start to shift. Like, you feel it. Like, it's okay that y'all don't like the same things. Yeah. It's okay that y'all aren't aligning. I feel like if you feel that in your spirit, I think it's best to let it go because, trust me, something will happen Mm -hmm. so dramatic Mm -hmm. that you will have to let that person go. Mm -hmm. So, I don't don't hold on to anybody that doesn't want to be held on to. Yeah. And I don't force anything that doesn't need to be forced. I feel like I feel like our friendship is like a relationship. I feel like you both have to put in the work. I do think there are times when some person one person carries a little bit more of the weight, but that's life and that's our relationships, but I think as long as both people are working and giving you the same energy, I think that's worth fighting for. I feel like if it's one-sided and you're always calling, you're always making plans, you're always showing up for them, you're always doing what you want to receive and you're not getting that energy back facts that's the person you don't need yes and i could go on and on but that's all i got for right now <laughs> is that all you got can i go now yeah you can go now. <laughs> okay so i would totally agree with what you're saying as far as what you said you prayed for a friend like me because i also prayed for a friend like you someone that i could travel with and just a good friend i remember the first time I hung out with you and your other friends, Bobby yeah. and Bria, hey y'all, um, we went somewhere. It was like a girls' night, like yeah, we had fun. on Valentine's Day around that time. And I was just like, "This is so cool." I was like, "Shelby is so blessed to have like all these friends like this around her." And that's when I was like, "I was like, God, you really like heard me when I said I need to be around other women that are like yeah. on the same ambition level and that are." you know, just good, genuine people like me. And I feel like you've introduced me to some amazing people too and that we have really grown in a great friendship. So I'm saying that to say you got to pray for your friendships and pray for God to show you. Now, if if he show you, be ready. going to do with it? Because he's going to show you quick, fast, and in a hurry. Yes, he will. I I I say this all the time. I was like, you got to pray for your friends like you pray for that man you want that six foot in chocolate. Listen, right. where yet no. Please, no, for real. Like, no, you do. I was telling somebody, I was like, you really have to pray for your friends like you pray for yeah, your dream man. Because I feel like friendships are so important. Like, in this season of my life, and especially in both of the seasons of our life, I think it's so important to be surrounded, particularly by women that really ride for you, that support you, that uplift you, and that are multifaceted. Like, yes. that is 
so important. Like Erica said, like I've introduced her to my friends. She's introduced me to her friends. And we're just a big friendly family. We are. Cause like we, and we just so bomb y'all. Like we are really cool. I will say this. Everybody that comes around me or comes around us, they always say, your friends are so bomb. Y'all don't argue. Y'all mm-hmm. don't fight. Y'all just chill. Like even when we went out for, when I graduated, when I got my master's degree and we all went out, it was like 15 of us. Mm-hmm. Eight of, did nobody argue? Mm-hmm. Didn't nobody bitch at each other? Like, we yeah. just had a, an amazing time. And I think, and people will have you think that females can't be friends like that. They no, can. We can. But you just got to have the right group. Yes. And so, I guess also my advice would be, like, even if you recognize that your older friendships aren't really, like, the real ones or you feel like they just riding with you until they see where you can go. Because yeah. I feel like a lot of friends, they maybe only check on you to see this where thing. you at, to see if you still failing, yep. see if you succeeded so they can eat some of your bread, like things like that. Like you should be able to recognize that. But I would say, um, take it for face value. Yes. If they're not reciprocating what you give, then that's a huge sign. Yeah. If they're not, if you can, if they can call you and just vent about their whole entire life, but you can't call them and do the same. Big That's red. a one-sided friendship. I've been in so many yeah. one-sided friendships before, and I think it's up to you to get rid of those people. I will say that one of my hard things to deal with that I had to learn to deal with is to let people go. Yeah. Like, I want to hold on and hold on and hold on to friendships that, okay, we've been friends since eighth grade, but that doesn't matter. We can be cool. I Listen. can see you in the mall, but hey, girl, hey, and keep that it moving. That is the word right there. And then go on into Dillard's. That's Listen, all I'm, I'm going to do. Like, we're not going to stop and exchange numbers. We're not going to lunch. Yeah. I'm not trying to see how your kid's doing. Yeah. Like, it's just it's just growth. I agree. Because I think I think if you if you don't have the right to me, if you don't have the right people attached to you, yeah, then you can't fulfill your purpose and do what God called you to do. Yes. Because I know in my life and in this season, I don't want nobody with me that's not genuine that's not rocking with me that's not my genuine friends like every single night i pray like god surround me with genuine people bless my friends pray for my friends i want to see the win i want to do this and i think yeah that's all i got i know because i even i've never had friends tell me well besides you and one of my other friends that told me recently but you have been the only person that has friend that has told me like I prayed for you. And one of my friends yesterday said, I prayed so hard for you today, friend. I don't know why, but you was on my mind. And I'm like, yeah, like, I love y'all. Like, I need the prayer, okay? I think that's important because I think that, I know for me, like, for instance, like, I talk to you about a lot of things. But there are some things that I don't talk to you about just because I feel like that's between me and God or I don't want to burn you or that's something that I'm trying to work out. And I really believe that that each and every one of my friends fights battles that I will never yes. know about. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I just pray, like, just like as an example, like, God, I don't know what she's going through. Only you know what she's going through. I think it's important to pray for your friends. Yes. Because if I saw this quote, it was like, the devil will get the people that are closest to you. Yes. But if my friends are prayed up and I'm praying for them, he can't get to me through my yes. friends. So I think, and plus I just want my friends to win. Like, yes. I, I was tweeting today and I was like, I'm telling y'all. All of my friends are about to win. We're on everybody's next. We're yes. securing bags. Mm-hmm. So if you're not a part of this party, I don't know what to tell you, but you're about to be mad. I know. Friendships Friendships can be great and fun. It's like a family. Yeah. It is. They're the family so you're that gonna, you get to choose. Yeah, you're going to have arguments. You're going to have yeah. disagreements. Like all of that, like you do with your family. But I think if you find just one friend. My mom always says, as long as you got <laughs> one good friend yes. that's down the ride. Yes. So it doesn't matter that you've always had lots of friends. You probably had lots of acquaintances. Listen, that part. Because if you're like me, you don't really like a lot of people in your space, period. I don't like it So, like, I kind of keep 
people at a distance until I can feel comfortable with you. That's yeah. the Virgo in me. <laughs> but um, I'm still very, like, friendly to people. Like, yeah. I will talk to you, but I can already spot if, I, if you're going to be my friend or you just an acquaintance or I'm just being nice. Like, yeah. hey, girl, yeah, girl. Mm-mm, that ain't it. She ain't I'm my crying. friend. I'm We're not traveling the, together. <laughs> but, so that's our advice. So we would say just pray for God to reveal it for you. And then also just take it as face value. Yeah. And if, follow your gut and your instincts. Because, right, listen, y'all. if your gut is tingling and your, and your instincts and your instincts are like, nah, she ain't it. She ain't it. She or he ain't, ain't it. it. I'm telling you. Yes. My instinct ain't never lied yet. No, it hasn't. Sometimes we don't listen. But yeah. listen to it. Okay. <laughs> so if you have a question out there that you want us to answer on our mentor moment, Email us at allthingsmelanintv at gmail.com or slide in our DMs on IG at allthingsmelanin underscore underscore. So let's move into our last segment, which is one of my favorites, words of encouragement. So we leave you with Matthew 6.25. So this says, this is basically about do not worry. So the verse says, Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. Do they not sow or reap or store away in barns? And yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you by worrying at a single hour to your life? Jesus. So. so, I'm going to start this off by saying, if you know me, I'm a worrier. <laughs> same girl, same. <laughs> I, worry, I worry about everything. I don't think I'm a perfectionist, but I just want every... Okay, I am a perfectionist. I, I'm a perfectionist. I want everything to go a certain way. And I'm a planner. I plan everything. You can ask Erica. I plan literally everything. And I think for me, not having control worries me. Yeah. But when I read this, I get peace in knowing that why would I worry and God has already mapped out my life? He's exactly. already gone before me. He's already written my story. He's already protected me. He's already proclaimed that I'm going to be who I'm going to be. So why am I worrying? It's already done. Right. And I think for me in this season, I'm really having to worry how to give it over to God. Yes. How to lay at his feet and say, God, I don't know what you want me to do. I don't know. How I'm worried. I'm sad. I'm this. I'm that. But I give it to you because I trust you. Yes. Because... Worrying doesn't do anything for you. Now you're just worried and you're stressed and then you got wrinkles and bags. Yes, I've really been dealing with that a lot. And I think that what's powerful about this verse is what he's saying is, well, you know the song like his eyes on the sparrow? Yeah. Talking about a bird. Like if he can provide food for a bird, you know how many birds there is? Like A lot. What makes you think he's not going to provide for, for you? you? So I do have a quick story. Um, about when I flew to Vegas, I was on my airplane and I was asleep and my mom, she just kept tapping. She's like, wake up, wake up, wake up. And I'm like, what is it? I'm like, Oh, stop. What is it? (laughs) She was like, um, there's a man, a couple of rows back that has fainted on our plane. He's passed out. I'm like, Oh Lord Jesus. So I look back there. They laid him down in the middle of the aisle. Just, he, he, he wasn't moving or anything. And so, this is what really, this was a huge message for me personally, but I feel like everybody around because he, his blood pressure was super low and um, on the plane was a huge like bachelorette party, but all of them happened to be nurses on that plane. And we were like an hour out from Vegas. And if you know Vegas, 
you're flying into the Grand Canyon. So there's no emergency landing. Like yeah. you just in the air. And so he was laying there and they were trying to lift his legs up above his heart so that the blood could still flow to his heart so he won't die. And I was just sitting there praying. I was crying, praying for this man. I don't know this man. Yeah. But I was like, please don't die on this plane. Like, yeah. but the thing is, most people would look at that and be like, oh, he lucky that there was nurses on his plane. No, that was God who put them people in his life at that moment. On yeah. that plane, how many Southwest Airlines planes was taken off that day? Right. You know, on a holiday. So it's like, my point is that God always can provide for you and give you the people that you know that you need Listen. right then and there. You and then make me we, cry land, thugged here. we landed and the ambulance was there and that man, he was, he was fine from what I could see. And they got him off that plane, but an hour in the air and he is laid on that floor. And there's a team of nurses, y'all, a team. That's it ain't amazing. just one nurse. It wasn't no, you know, retired nurse. Yeah. A whole party. And I was like, God, you are amazing. So that's what I mean. Like, why are you worried? You yeah. could be passed out on a plane. He got some nurses on that plane for you. Yeah, you do. So that's why I was like, that was a message for me. I was like, Lord, I hope this ain't a sign of how my Vegas trip going to go. <laughs> but, yeah. but my point is, is like, why are you worried about the smallest things when he is in control of literally everything? That is a beautiful story. Like, yes, I had it. Like, I'm low-key about to tear up, but like, that was so beautiful for me. I, I was just praying. I was like, I ain't no nurse, but I can pray. Right. I can pray for you. That's all that's crazy. And, and it, was, I, it was an older man too, mm-hmm. and his wife and son was on the plane, and she was so disheveled, like she couldn't get herself together, like she couldn't find her purse, her purse was on her shoulder, like she was just so yeah. just like scared. It was scared. It yeah. was because it was like we couldn't land, and it was like yeah. we just up here with these nurses. So. Yes, and I just I thank God for nurses because I know one of my friends like yeah. that happened to her on a flight. Like she like I don't know something happened with one of the passengers, and she was literally crawling over seats trying to get to that man yeah. to help him See? in the air so first and foremost shout out to god but second of yes. all shout out to nurses yes because one thing y'all. i didn't know about nurses is um i had an ex-friend but a friend of mine that was a nurse she was saying that if you pass an emergency mm-hmm. and you're a nurse you yes. have to stop because yes. if they found out that you didn't stop you can use your license because she was telling me that like yeah. she's like, she's been driving on the road and seen a wreck, and there was nobody there, and she had to pull over at, like, 2 or 3 in the morning. Yeah. So, I don't think nurses get enough credit, Mm-mm. but God bless They're y'all. They're God sent, for real, literally. So, I say all that to say, the words of encouragement is do not worry. Yeah. God is providing for you. He will. He knows where you are at all times. He is everywhere at all times. Yeah, he is. He got them nurses for you when you need it. Yes, he do. <laughs> so, let's end on that note with a prayer. So, bow your heads and close your eyes. If you're driving, sway with it. <laughs> so, dear God, we just want to thank you for this day. And we want to thank you for every listener that's under the sound of our voices. And we just pray that something that we've said today has resonated with them and that they become closer to you and that they begin to just lift all the worry that they have on their heart, everything that concerns them, everything that they are stressed about, that you will just lift that off of them and let them know that you are there, you are providing for them, and they do not need to worry. And I just pray that for over Shelby and I, that as we face the week, that we will not worry about anything that we have to face that fear is not over our faith and that we believe in you and that you have everything in control and i just pray and thank you for every listener that has tuned in today in jesus name we pray amen amen